0: Hello. hello
1: hello 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 how are you <laughs> i'm fine how are you oh just just fine just fine are you I'm, are uh... you are you a little tuckered out from this week yet <laughs> <laughs> that is precisely the case yes mm. oh it's uh it's, it's it's been a week, but it hasn't been a week,
0: yes. It was the best of weeks. It was the worst of
1: weeks. <laughs> um, two paths diverge? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, we
0: do this show every two weeks, so I guess, you know, you took the week that was um,
1: more busy. <laughs> more more trapped. Yeah. More uh, weathered. I don't yeah. know. There, there's something there. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been a week, and... Um, Yeah, as I said, the week isn't over. I'm excited for tomorrow because there's going to be a HomeKit deep dive at WWDC. Um, So that should be fun for my nerdy uh, interests. But um, yeah, WWDC happened. And it was a very software-focused event. And I'm happy about that. I mean, some years... They throw in a couple hardware announcements. One, you know, one, two hardware announcements. And uh, Tim Cook took the stage and said, this is all about software. Except not, that was definitely not his voice. Um, <laughs> no, it would be interesting if you talked like that. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. I love that every time. Good morning. Good morning. Mm. Um, Anyway, yeah. Uh, he was like, this is a uh, software and it's truly going to be all about software. And it was, mm-hmm. and I was personally pleased with that. Um, because I, I love, I love all of these fun new software features and seeing how, uh, we can make sort of old devices new again, or the, the devices that we already have, like making them more interesting and potentially more powerful. And, uh, yeah, that seemed to be the focus here, and in fact, I dug out an old 5s that I had in a drawer, um, so I can play around with that this summer as uh, as these betas come out and see how it works on the 5s. Mm. Did you uh, do a benchmark
0: of the current iOS 11 for, uh, before you installed the beta, or are you just going right no, for the beta?
1: Yeah, this was not not for like uh, any professional reasons. It was just personal curiosity so i Mm -hmm. i didn't i didn't geek bench it up or anything just um (laughs) then in fact this iphone is was uh dead as doornails so i had to uh charge it up and um get it uh, get it ready to go yeah
0: uh and as you alluded to um tim cook had his his weird intro where he talked in circles for what seemed like too long uh and then we started getting into the products and uh there was interesting stuff in there and then there were other parts where i was like this is taking forever and i don't i don't understand quite the pacing of the event uh because we got ios first and there was again a heavy focus on ar um which i know that you are a super huge fan of um (laughs) but i am how should i put this without like whatever the product is going to be that's going to use ar in the world and i know that the iphone does use ar but it is not necessarily the the um yeah it's
1: not the be all end all it's not the killer product
0: yeah like there is something else that apple is working on that is not ready yet which will uh be focused on ar and people have speculated that they will be specs. Um, see what I did there? Ha-ha. Uh, Ha-ha. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, that that's something that'll come later and we don't know what it'll be like or what your system of interaction with that will be. But right now you sort of have these little panes of glass that you hold and they are windows into this virtual world and you can share those windows with friends now um, on, a, on a local connection. So that's... Uh, an evolution of that, of what we had before. And there are performance tweaks to make it better and more interesting, uh, and there are different applications of uh, stuff that you can do with it, but not a lot of it really appealed to me in that Lego demo. Just, oh, God, that Lego demo. I, I just, it's not as bad as the one where the, the, the little person jumped off the table last year, but uh, I I just, I would like to see less, ar demos um they don't ar demos don't demo well um when you can't see or do anything with it when you can't touch it or feel it or uh experience it yourself so you're just watching somebody very excited um that they have a window into a virtual world uh and it it does it does not uh it does not convey um what what the technology experience is really like i don't think At least I haven't seen an appealing demo of it in that context. Um, The demo software that they are releasing as part of WWDC seems to uh, be really appealing to the people that are downloading and using it. I don't know if you're one of the people that have downloaded and used that. I don't
1: have I don't have uh, real life friends, so I (laughs) I would not have anyone to play it with.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you you just can you just play with Henry and (laughs) Missy?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let me strap strap the iPhone to to their I don't know to a collar or something, and I'll have the iPad. We'll make it happen. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. No, uh, yeah. You you could strap the iPhone to the dog, and then you could hold your iPad and look at. Oh wait. Strap one iPhone to one dog, another iPhone to another dog, and then you can view it with your your iPhone. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, see, that yeah. actually, that sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> now, next, next time you, you tune in, uh, I will have uh, figured out a way to build some sort of harness uh, for the dogs mm. that, that involves the, the iPhone so it's held at a good distance from their faces and they, they have free movement. It'll be great.
0: Yeah. Uh, And another focus that is AR-related is Memoji, which is an update to (laughs) Animoji, which still suck. Um, And, I mean, stuck in the sense that uh, Apple has not, to this date, been able to maintain interest in any of these things that are cool and fun and hidden inside of iMessage on a, a general yeah. wide level I don't think
1: yeah mm-hmm. um I, I yeah I, I think I I think I can agree with that I mean I've not done any sort of you know wide polling and I'm always very <laughs> conscious of... Uh, you're very conscious I'm, of your wide polls I'm gonna just keep going no. um, <laughs> I'm very conscious of um, making making like what is the word I'm looking for generalizations In, uh, yeah 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 exactly making generalizations based on being a techie person and not a normo who, who like i don't know what the general pop uh uh truly feels about these things i can only speak to my experiences and those of my techie Uh, friends with whom i communicate but i don't know like next time i'm home i should talk to my family and see if they use any of these things um well i'm I'm with don't don't you know that whether or not they use them by whether or not they send them to you yeah but i don't like i don't i'm talking (laughs) about like when they they commute the people they communicate with daily Uh on their phones would be more likely to we like i don't I don't message my family every single day and they, I'm sure that there are people that they talk to more often and more frequently and feel more comfortable with in terms of sending weird Animo type things, but mm-hmm. none of them have iPhone 10. Well, a couple of them do. Anyway, my point is I, I, I don't feel comfortable making that generalization, but at the same time, speaking to my experience, yes, absolutely. I don't, Really ever use an emoji uh, other than when it first came out, which seems to be the case with a lot of this fun "quote unquote" stuff that Apple releases, uh, like clips. And I don't even think I use that <laughs> pretty much at all. But um, uh, with did, did Animo- you
0: did you like that they they ripped the filters out of clips and put them into the camera app?
1: Finally, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they're definitely like that. Is all about Snapchatifying iMessage and that was the one thing like it's buried and that's a big problem, but that was the one thing where I thought, okay, I could see if, if you can show people how to use this kind of thing, that's the problem is that it's, it's so buried and so strange. The, the UI, Mm -hmm. if they could get people sort of using it and realizing that, okay, now I can put in text. I can sketch on my photos. I can add filters. I can, you know, use my, Memoji, I could do all this stuff. Write an iMessage. I don't have to leave this. I don't have to go to other apps. That's interesting. And I see, I see what you did there, Apple. But ultimately, yeah, this stuff is so buried and so tucked away that I don't know. Um, And we talked a little bit about this um, off off thread. Uh, I am sort of. I'm a little. I was very excited about Memoji whenever it was announced because I've been saying for a while that. I, and people know I'm a big bitmoji user i think it's a lot of fun and uh kind of cute and s- fun to 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 communicate with them with other people um but the problem is uh or rather one of the things that i had said was bitmoji should plug into ar kit so that it, you can talk with your character and so when memoji was announced um i was pretty pumped because it was essentially what I was suggesting Bitmoji do. But uh, the Bitmoji options, or the, rather the Memoji options on stage, it looked like there were a lot of options. And some of the sort of choices in terms of, of color and things like that, there are a lot of uh, customizations you can make. But there are not a whole lot of customizations overall. And so I made my Memoji and like people will notice that I have not, well, maybe people will notice. I think they will, that I have not shared any Memoji online. And that's because I can't get one that looks like me and it makes me very sad.
0: Yeah. <sighs> you sent me, you sent me a, a prototype of, of your disappointment. And uh, I have to agree <laughs> with you. It doesn't, it doesn't look like you because the, The overall face shape um, uh, can't be made to look like the shape of your face. Uh, And the hair, um, while they have many options for hair, uh, they don't have one that actually looks like uh, your hair. Um, The one that you've settled on, it has this weird floopy thing. Um, And I know that uh, uh, Aline's uh, husband, uh, Justin, was complaining um on the internet uh because he had downloaded it and uh, there aren't enough options for uh certain hairlines um Mm -hmm. that uh there is not much that's going on there in terms of uh that level of customization now all the like you said the color stuff uh you can pick from a series of uh defaults uh that are that are shown like little swatches um or there's an actual like color picker thing so you can pick literally anything so that's all good um and there are little tiny pieces of costuming that you can apply to these but uh i think this is going to wind up in a similar situation as animoji um if there aren't uh more levels of customization and they don't occur at a rapid pace because i think sometimes with these things that uh, if you don't add to them frequently, then uh, people are not as interested in opening them exactly. up to try them out. Uh, yeah, which is what I feel like happened to with Animoji. Um, when it first came out, everybody wanted to try it because it was new and novel, um, and that gave us all, like, minutes of fun. Uh, but the, the problem with that was that there were no animoji updates for months after that uh I, I don't even think anything shipped until like last january right um and then after that it was only like a couple little things added every now and then and there're going to be a couple little more things added for ios 12 so i'm not uh a huge fan of that i don't think it's i don't think it's a a good um approach
1: but. I think you're. I think you're dead on regarding the uh, newness. Uh, Bitmoji keeps fresh by adding new costumes or outfits all the time, and Snapchat keeps fresh by literally adding new filters every single friggin' day. Um, so people go in and see these new. Well, they're called lenses instead of filters, but that's beside the point. Uh, can go in and do these new things, and Apple has so much of this tied behind iOS software updates that you don't get those new ones and I hope that they come to a realization that that needs to change. Um one of the things I do want to give props on before we move on uh there are many many options uh for hair types typically available and um you know presented I guess on people of color uh and in fact I would say more options there than some of the some some of the other options, I guess. Uh, so I thought I don't, like, I don't know. To, yeah, there were there were just there were many many options um, for hair types and hairstyles uh, typically found with people of color, and I thought that that was pretty neat because you don't have that in a lot of uh, other types of you know make yourself kind of character creation um so yeah th- that like a tiny bit of props there and that uh that's a complaint that i've seen in the past uh with things like bitmoji and uh samsung's weird uh version of animoji and all that stuff and so uh, i'm glad that they were paying attention there so mm-hmm. yeah hopefully they'll add more options and if they don't then I will uh not use it, I guess. I don't know.
0: Yeah, and right now it's correct me if I'm wrong. Um it still seems like much in the way of an emoji, this is constrained uh primarily for use in iMessage um and there isn't like a uh studio option basically where you can make uh videos or whatever with your your emoji to save and cut together later. Yeah, and form. in
1: fact, I felt a little bit noobish because I was going around uh, th- the iPhone like looking, I guess, for an Animoji app. Like, how do I go make my character? It's like, oh, duh, it's in iMessage. I had to pop open iMessage and then tap on Animoji, and then I was able to create my character, uh, which I do – I think that's a little bit of a an oversight. Um, mm-hmm. Some sort of Animoji Studio would be kind of cool where you can – record your own little deals, and then also uh, create your character and possibly record longer messages than the 30 seconds that they bumped it up to.
0: Yeah, and I, I think it would also help, like you're saying, with discoverability and character configuration. It's weird to go to iMessage into a thread that you have with someone and pick an app in order to set up something that you're not necessarily going to talk to that person about. Um, which I still think is strange because you could accidentally message them something, I suppose, or they will yeah. just see. Um, maybe it looks like you're typing a message for a while if you accidentally uh, misplace a
1: character keystroke while you're sliding around, and they're like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> oh, see, that's true. I hadn't thought of that because, like, yeah. I have I uh, my sort of save it later method is I just have an ongoing <laughs> iMessage transcript with myself, and so I went to that in order to, to create my character. But yeah, you that is very strange. If I want to create a character for the first time or a new one, I have to do that in an iMessage to somebody that I might not be sending them at the moment. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Good yeah. point.
0: I, I mean, I similarly have my own text message thread with myself um, for things. Usually it's for transferring documents between my iPhone and my Mac. But um, the... Uh, the, the other use of that was also, uh, like last year when Animoji was happening. Uh, I made my little Star Trek two thing, um, right before everyone stopped caring about Animoji. Um, I think it was literally like a, d- a day before everyone decided that Animoji did not need to exist. Uh, so, I uh, barely made the cutoff on that one, but it was, it was all recordings that I had to film of the uh, you know you know when it, 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 if you turn on screen recording and you open up the uh, selector for something you can have a longer thing but it won't have any audio but if you're syncing it up with audio later uh, as was the case with the lip sync videos people were making then that's fine um, but that is of course not a workaround if you actually want to record uh, yourself with some audio um, in that context, so you can't just do a, a longer screen recording. So I, I, don't, I don't know why they don't just have um, a, a studio of sorts, because um, you could also do fun things like backgrounds or whatever, and you can make uh, uh, short videos. I think it would be something that kids would be interested in. Uh, Apple always talks about creativity for children. So I, 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 it's a mystery. Um, also, it would make more shareable content, um, shall we say, for the interwebs. Uh, whereas right now it's just about sort of hacking it together. Um, like I said, with screen recording and other options, uh, and messaging yourself, um, short videos. So it it would be interesting if they, they, they relied more on, um, if they let you do more of that stuff. Uh, And you can even see, uh, in the, when Apple start finally started making their Animoji lip sync videos for Apple music and stuff like that, uh, months after everyone cared about that, uh, the they they have access to be able to do more fully fleshed out and refined things than what anybody else can do. Um, and it's sort of like, well, why? Uh, it seems like there's no technical reason why people can't uh, save this stuff out for later. Uh, and it'd be nice if you could save the performance as one of these USDZ files uh, and be able to edit it together in 3D or drop... Your emoji performance in uh, an environment um, somewhere, because that's one of the features of the the new AR stuff, is you can sort of like make a geocache of dropping it somewhere. Um, you, could, you could record yourself uh, and drop it somewhere that people go on a hike, um, and then everybody could stop by and go, "Oh, look at you, you dork!" Um, and that would that would really bring the world together, I think.
1: Yeah, I think <laughs> uh, perhaps it would. <laughs> um but do we want to i assume we would like to to move on from,
0: from yeah that. yeah so the other updates are uh mostly whatever uh for iMessage <laughs> and ios uh there's performance stuff uh where they're going to actually test hardware that's old <laughs> which i don't really which is nice because uh they got a lot of flack last year for not testing hardware that was old uh so good good on them um and that was of course the thing you were talking about earlier where you're, you're going to be testing against your 5s uh the uh other thing is we've for ios 12 is that uh there's siri shortcuts now um mm-hmm. and if you're watching the demo and you're like hey that looks a lot like work- workflow it is workflow It um, is workflow, yes. yeah it's the workflow team what they've been working on why they were acquired um, and it, it is a, uh, workflow was an app where you could order specific functions and things that sort of did it all with URL hackery where it would send little things around the, the operating system to compatible apps, uh, little hooks for things so that you could automate certain functions like tweet an image of this thing or whatever and you can arrange the, the little functions however you wanted. And Siri Shortcuts kind of has the same thing going on, but it has a deeper, richer connection with Siri. And Siri uh, in iOS 12 will be able to have uh, little tiles that pop up inside of apps and be able to add hooks to things. Uh, So that is also interesting, because one of the main criticisms of Siri is that it's not extensible in any way uh, at present. And this is one way to get around that. It's not necessarily uh the best solution um in that you can't really like code an app in the cloud that does all this stuff for you like some of the competing platforms but it is pretty interesting given the constraints of apple wanting to do things on device is that Mm -hmm. here you go you have this thing that's on device uh and one of the people who work on works on that team um uh actually contacted me when i was uh Tweeting up a storm um, at WWC, uh, they, they uh, uh, said that these things all sync to uh, iCloud, uh, any two-factor authenticated iCloud account, um, and you can use from any device. And I was like, "Well, what happens if you got a HomePod and you say something that the HomePod can't do because it can't do anything?" Uh, and he said that uh, it will. Uh, it's actually executing it on the connected nearby iphone so whatever that shared icloud authenticated account is like if you signed in with blah 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 at me on both devices uh, and your iphone is nearby and you say hey do this thing it will execute that thing on your iphone and if you if you're using carplay um It will even execute that thing if it can, or if it can't do it, if it's something that requires like screen interaction or something, it'll uh, say that it'll do it later when, when you stop your car, you got to try it again. So uh, that's an interesting approach and it's certainly better than the current system with Siri where you're just like, Hey, do this. And then it's like, I I can't, I can't do anything. Um,
1: (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, but I can't, I can't do anything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what it, it, uh, I certainly thought that was probably the most impressive thing that I saw out, out of the keynote presentation.
1: Yeah. Uh, you mean just Siri shortcuts in, in general or that conversation?
0: Uh, no, Siri shortcuts in general, Um, but the conversation made that better retroactively.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was so... Of course, I had to be excited about Memoji because Memoji, but uh, yeah, my, my real actual excitement, the big thing that, that had me uh sort of oh my gosh was Siri shortcuts um this is sort of something that i have wanted for a while and something that yeah as you've mentioned different versions of this are available on other platforms um the echo has something called routines where behind one phrase uh one phrase that you choose you can have it execute multiple things and so by saying like hey hey blah blah good morning um it will you know turn on a certain number of lights it will read the weather report to you and it'll start playing your like get up and go song aha uh aha's take on me for example <laughs> and that uh, that is coming to uh to iOS now and you know i've i've mentioned before that music should be music or audio of any kind should be included with HomeKit stuff. Um, Because these are essentially like HomeKit scenes, uh, but with other apps and other possibilities tied into them. So they exist in Siri instead of having to do with HomeKit, but you can plug in HomeKit stuff to them. So I could set a good morning scene that does all of those things that I just mentioned. And instead of using A-L-E-X-A, it uses Siri. So I was excited about the possibilities here because it brings parity between platforms in that way and uh, because it gives me more more opportunities and more likelihood that I will give Siri, you know, a, a try again and see what I can do with it. Because right now I don't really mm-hmm. um, don't use it all that much.
0: Yeah, and this isn't going to do anything for the intelligence of Siri. Um, it's, which is questionable. Uh, and, uh, it's not going to do anything if Siri misunderstands or, uh, otherwise misinterprets, uh, something that you've said, which happens a lot. So, uh, this is. This is nice, Um, but like you're saying, we'll see what it looks like in practice, because if you say whatever your special magic thing is, and it triggers 50% of the time, because the other 50% of the time it misunderstands what you've said, then that would kind of not be super magical, Uh, but uh, we'll we'll find out what the success and failure rate of that is and how easy it is and um, uh, convenient it is to program over time. Uh, as well as the shortcomings in in a multi-device household uh, and with multiple people. Because, again, uh, Apple still has no real meaningful solution for uh, uh, households where multiple people have uh, Apple accounts and uh, a limited number of devices that they might actually share, like a HomePod or an Apple TV. Um, But moving on, uh we should probably talk about uh the watch which got some little thingies uh it does more thingies now with the stuff <laughs> and uh it got it got more Siri face things that i i just i don't like the Siri face i think it looks ugly um so i refuse to use it uh i i, I refuse to acknowledge the Siri watch face
1: <laughs> you don't exist <laughs> uh yeah siri watch os i was tasked with writing um we different people wrote different um articles for the site about like things we were excited about um that were coming to different platforms and I somehow got watch o s so I had to write a little bit about five things I was excited about that was coming to watch o s did you find five <laughs> I was able to find five um <laughs> by sort of uh, f- f- sort of I've made it work. So, um, I'm not, I I don't care about any of the, the workout stuff personally. Uh, -hmm. I don't under, I don't know what run cadence is and I don't, I I think like the one thing that I was excited about for the workout stuff was automatic workflow detection. That's I said workflow, (laughs) Uh, automatic workout detection. I think that's pretty cool. And you know, if I'm, uh going for a jog or something like that and it's like hey i think you might be working out right now do you want credit for this that's neat
0: um mm-hmm. but
1: again i don't need and and i saw that like hiking is an option now and that's one of my favorite things to do just in general um so that's kind of cool that i can get credit for that but again like when it comes to, i like the more passive forms of of activity tracking rather mm-hmm. than the sorry kyle rather than the ones that are more involved so that stuff didn't matter to me but um Oh, oh I,
0: just to continue off of that, I also like when it detects that you've stopped working out because yeah. I have turned on workouts so many times and then wandered off and completely forgot they were still running like, in the background. I looked down at my wrist and I was just like, oh. You've been
1: working out for eight hours? Wow.
0: <laughs> no, but at a certain point, it, it it seems to figure out that you're not doing anything. And so it no longer is giving you credit uh, for stuff. It's not like you... you uh, turn it on and sit at your desk for eight hours you're gonna wind up with eight hours of workout time um but uh it it still is running in workout mode uh the whole entire time even though it's not doing anything and you're not doing anything uh and, and this is particularly annoying um in a situation like uh I go on a walk or a run, and then I get in my car and drive somewhere and stop and get out of the car and look down at my wrist and it 's like oh it 's still ticking. why like I literally had car play going like did it think I was working out inside of my car uh,
1: <laughs> hey if you were if you're getting a good dance into whatever song you' were listening to, perhaps <laughs>
0: yeah, no I, I think that I think it's good that it automatically detects start and stop times um, and it still leaves it up to you whether or not. You've started or stopped, um so you can have some control over that and be like, "Uh, what are you talking about? I haven't actually done anything today um and then uh examine um what your your heart rate might be doing that would indicate that you are doing a workout uh perhaps
1: yeah um uh, so other than that um <clears throat> it's let's see it's uh the things that I said that I was pleased with um And again, this was sort of me working out a way to be pleased about them. Uh, I said I was pleased about Apple Podcasts coming to the Apple Watch simply because people who use the Apple Podcasts app will have a better experience uh, on the watch. And so better experiences for listeners means better experiences for podcast creators. Um, The Walkie Talkie app, I think it's going to be cute and fun. I doubt it's going to, for me, maybe be one of those things that Continues to be of use, but I've been surprised before by stuff like this. Um, You can, excuse me, Uh, you can certainly confirm that I am one to send audio (laughs) to people that I talk to over writing out large passages of text. Um, So this sort of feature fits right within my wheelhouse of the person who. Uh, unashamedly'll we'll send audio to people, so that's kind of nice um Siri getting smarter <laughs> is good i guess uh i'm a little i'm a little skeptical about the raise to speak um where you just raise up your watch and start talking to it instead of having to say hey s i r i um you can just start to talk to it so Mm, i don't know about that but um in terms of i have actually turned
0: off um the the siri functionality on my watch because i was getting so many false positives uh for it trying to capture things um especially when i was in my car and it would be like why why would i be using you right now um you you can do nothing for me uh I I I don't see any reason why this is an improvement uh, that you don't have to say the wake word um, under very specific conditions involving the watch, um, because I also like will raise to wake it on so many occasions by accident, uh, especially if you like cross your arms. Uh, I find that it seems to trigger it for me for whatever reason. Maybe I'm crossing cross my arms, your arms wrong. You cross arms a lot. I, I occasionally. I, I know it seems like something that an impatient, uh, cynical person might do, but, uh, I, I also do it too.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Um, so yeah, that's, the, and then having the, uh, series shortcuts and all that jazz uh, there on the watch can be kind of nice, especially if, you know, you navigate regularly. Um, you could pop that up on, uh, the watch, make that happen pretty quickly or go for a run. Um, Notifications will be grouped just like they are in iOS 12, uh, which I think is nice. And then also you can do more directly on the watch. And that thing is – that's something that I'm actually quite pleased with. Um, I do use my watch for notification tracking and make sure that the – I only have the most important – like the apps that I want to get notified on my watch, get that and no else get to tap me on my wrist. But if I can do more than just hit dismiss on them, mm. that's pretty nice. Uh, so you, you'll have more options there. And then last but not least, I said I was excited about this and it's true. Um, they're pairing up with, they're partnering up with uh, large universities across uh, the U.S., to offer student ID cards directly on the Apple Watch. And I'm not inherently excited about this, but I'm excited that the NFC and all that jazz is being used in a new way on the Apple Watch because I like the potential there of how Apple, if Apple is doing this with these student ID cards Where could we? What what new things could we see in the future that involve these uh, this this sort of technology? So, um, again, in and of itself, uh, it's okay. But I like the potential that it provides that my Apple Watch could have more pass cards and things like that on it that um, I can just sort of tap and go. Yeah. So we'll see where that goes.
0: I would I would personally like this. Uh, I work in a secured facility where you have to uh, use a badge uh, on a door to get in and out of it. Uh, Well. To get in, you can get out, because uh, that would otherwise be a fire issue. Um, but <laughs> you, have to, you have to swipe the badge. And sometimes I have uh, forgotten my badge because it is an extra thing for me to carry. Um, and it would be nice if there was at least the backup of being able to be like, hey, look, I have this thing on my wrist or in my pocket, in the case of the iPhone, uh, that can you know, transmit uh, a, a little field uh, that should be able to trigger this dumb swipey pad thing. So why why can't we why can't we use it for that why can't it do both? Um, but why not both? Why not both? But uh, the other, th- I think probably the 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 thing that I, I actually was kind of happy about to see on stage was the pride uh, watch face uh, yeah. that they've added, um, which is uh, not entirely like useful or anything, but it's it's neat. I like it. Um, and I mean,
1: it got it got it was a huge it was a huge thing on stage on this gigantic uh screen in a an event that gets covered by a lot of people and is seen by a lot of people it was for visibility it was awesome
0: yes i agree and uh i i have been using it instead of the the usual uh modular uh one that i use um But I have that one just to swipe away because I find that there are still things that are easier to trigger um, on the other modular watch face because you can put more complications and garbage on it. Whereas with the uh, Pride watch face, you basically just get your time and maybe like the weather along the bottom,
1: Um, which is, you know... That's actually what I have is, yeah, the date on the top and the weather on the bottom on that one. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I... Uh, Well, let me just say, what I like about it is, uh, so they've come out with a new watch, a new Pride uh, band. Uh, It's got a white background, and then it's got, it's another nylon band, and then it's got uh, the colors of the rainbow across it. But the lines perfectly match up with the uh, Pride face, which is, I think, a very, very nifty little trick they've done there. Um, But the best part is that when you purchase this band, uh, a portion of the proceeds goes to um goes to lgbtq plus advocacy groups so uh, good on apple the when they first released the pride band that was not a thing and then they added that uh that donation later and then this year doing it they are continuing that tradition of uh of donating to those groups so yay that's awesome
0: yeah and i
1: didn't have an apple watch last
0: year so i didn't have the first Pride band that they they offered for sale. Um, I will be buying this one. I'm a little peeved because uh, it was supposed to be available uh, in the store and then they shifted the date back. Uh, so Aww, I didn't, I, I didn't buy it online because I thought I will just stop by the store and pick it up. But then now right. that's going to be Monday, apparently. Oh, man. Well,
1: <laughs> yeah. mine's up for delivery this morning. So I'm really excited for it to arrive. Uh, sometime today uh fedex usually delivers pretty early so mm-hmm. i'm uh, looking forward to that but yeah uh definitely if that's something you're into go go grab uh that band and a portion of your proceeds will portion of your money will go to those groups
0: I, I i will offer a little criticism that i would like them to spell out what a portion of the proceeds means yeah what
1: yeah exactly what is the um, portion is it one percent yeah <laughs> <It's> <laughs> how much a fifty dollar band is <laughs> yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree with you there.
0: Uh, and now moving on from the watch, uh, we will talk about the third platform that was mentioned, which is tvOS, which was why? Why did we talk about this? Um,
1: I don't know. I have like it felt like they were trying to just stretch things out in a way to make it. Here's all of this. it's like there isn't all of this stuff. There's very little stuff that you've announced for tvOS, which is fantastic. Fine, but don't try to like make it into this big thing when it's not a big thing.
0: Yeah, stop trying to make fetch happen. Um, stop trying to make Atmos, uh, <laughs> fetch. Yeah, but, uh, wouldn't, wouldn't that be would uh, be a nice name for a dog? Atmos, the dog. Um, Atmos, yeah.
1: <laughs> fetch, Atmos, fetch.
0: Cute. <laughs> no, but uh I, uh, I, I this this portion really perturbed me because they said a lot of things that were um sort of there were lies of omission in there shall we say uh where the presenter jen um says uh she was introduced as the designer of the apple tv the uh person in charge of that so it's like okay well i i don't want to like keep too much condemnation on top of you but you are technically the person presenting this so she says you're or- responsible for everything <laughs> i
1: hate about the apple
0: TV. i mean i don't think that's how that works but uh she she uh Uh, said that the largest collection of 4K HDR movies is on uh, the iTunes store. Um, And that is true, except one little omission there is that no Disney movies exist in 4K or HDR on the iTunes store. And Disney movies constitute most of what people are interested in uh, purchasing for long-term use these days, because... Disney encompasses Star Wars and Marvel, uh, mm-hmm. which a lot of people forget, uh, as well as Pixar, Disney feature animation, um, and other properties. So uh, that 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 is another thing where it's just like, so, you know, you can say you have the largest collection, but at the same time, you are missing this entire segment of things. Uh, and every now and then, you'll see somebody ask online, um, on Twitter, like, Hey, uh, why isn't there Rogue One or why isn't The Last Jedi in four K on the iTunes (laughs) Store? And it's like, well, I'm sorry you bought it, but uh, yeah, you don't you don't get to have it. Um, And another weird thing is that apparently uh, those titles exist in four K HDR on the um, uh, uh, what's the name of it? I always forget Uh, the 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 Walmart one. Um, The voodoo.
1: Voodoo. Yes, V
0: U D U voodoo um and that that one uh has it for whatever reason i don't know what Weird. what is going on with that but uh another thing that was sort of an ally of, uh, of, uh, of omission was that all of your favorite apps are inside of tv the app um they're not all because uh, i would say that the largest um subscription service that people subscribed to uh, through uh, a streaming media box of any kind is netflix and that is still not inside of the tv app and they have nothing to announce on that front so i feel like that is ridiculous uh now there are a lot of nerds that use plex too so uh, people were responding to me to say that you know plex is not inside of tv the app either and it's like okay well yeah i guess
1: well there's that there, mm-hmm. there there's that contingent
0: but, uh, but, i mean <laughs> present I, and accounted for yeah i don't think plex is as wide ranging i would say that netflix definitely for sure is uh an issue that they still don't have that in there because you still have to jump to the home screen if you want to do any sort of navigation or anything uh with netflix and another thing that she had said was that there are thousands of apps and games um when she was talking about the storefront that they have there, there really is no gaming for the Apple TV. Um, it was something that was heavily featured when it was introduced, but there is no reason to play a game on the Apple TV. Apple has made no reason to play a game on the Apple TV. The the games that you see there are sort of uh, either leftover from when the Apple TV was introduced and somebody thought that maybe somebody would play a game on this Or they're just really uh, cheaply ported iOS things um, that are not remotely fun to play because of the remote. The remote is so bad. Um, But uh, in in despite uh, your ability to use a third-party controller, uh, that doesn't necessarily mean anything unless people go out and buy third-party controllers, which is another reason why gaming hasn't taken off. And there are no apps to speak of. There's no app story because everything is just streaming media apps and there is no reason to use any of the other stuff like when it was introduced remember it was what was it like zillow or um uh something like that it was one of the housing apps and it and there was also like a, uh you can plan your trip with tripadvisor mm-hmm. or you can use airbnb mm-hmm. and it's like what the, the, the why are you guys on crack like why would why would i do that on a television
1: <laughs> exactly i don't i'm not going to do that on my tv with this Little bitty remote and a bunch of, like, over swiping.
0: No, and, and the only thing that was really a feature, quote-unquote, was uh, zero sign-on, um, which is, is absurd because it's only coming out uh, for one provider right now, <laughs> uh, which is Spectrum, um, tr- uh, which is... Charter, a, right? Yeah, well, Charter merged with Time Warner Cable and became Spectrum. Um, so they call it Charter Spectrum or just Spectrum sometimes. Uh, and I am actually in a Spectrum area, so I could oh. get this if, I, if this was appealing. Uh, we still don't know what it's going to look like because they don't have an app shipping in the storefront right now. Uh, so it could suck as much or worse than uh, many of the other uh, apps by the, these companies that are offering over-the-top uh, C- b- cable bundling services, uh, like your your uh, places view or uh, Directv Now, etc. Um, but that's that's a whole nother kettle of fish uh, to fry or bury or something. Uh, but the <laughs> the problem with uh, this is not not just that it's only coming to this one thing, um, and that it only solves this problem for this percentage of people who are who have spectrum um and are eligible for this and live inside and uh have an apple tv um because i that it just goes to the the further fracturing and regionalization um and uh fragmentation that exists on the platform because they can't get buy-in um from these companies on all of these features so you still have some things that don't work with single sign-on and you have things that do work with single sign-on, but your provider doesn't support it. You have things that do work with single sign-on and with uh, providers, but don't work in the region that you're in. You have uh, other, you have other things where there is like literally no way for there to uh, be support for a feature because of the country that you live in. Uh, like, um, uh, Florian uh, Taltival, uh lives in Austria, and he was messaging me that they still don't have uh, Siri support on the Apple TV. Uh, so oh my. imagine using your Apple TV without the ability to say, hey, find this in the store, because I don't want to navigate to it with my thumb. Um, like an animal. Yeah, so that that's an, anno- an annoying frustration. And it it's one of those things where I... I've compiled in the past a list of all of the weird uh, uh, fragmented things that exist in the different uh, regions uh, and which providers do what. But now it's so complicated, I don't think you could make a spreadsheet that would accurately uh, explain all of these things that fall short in all of the various places. Um, It's just so uh, completely all over the map, literally.
1: I I love this idea of like your failings you have so many failings that i couldn't even possibly put them into some sort of understandable i i would ne- i would need an entire museum to show off your failings
0: <laughs> but i mean it's nice to see that they're working on things i guess but uh, and the, uh, one thing that they they really harped on was uh dolby atmos support and I saw some confusion from people, and they're like, oh, does that mean they're adding Dolby Atmos support to the HomePod? And it's like, no, literally no one said that. <laughs> and what you saw on the stage was a soundbar, and she says, of course, uh, a- an Atmos-compatible soundbar. Um, and Apple has no Atmos-compatible stuff um, other than be the ability to have audio uh, play from um, the Apple TV that would be Atmos-compatible on an Atmos-compatible speaker from somebody else. So... That, again, is like, this is a feature for like a percent of a percent of a percent of the users of this platform, but it's nice that it's there, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and they are the only streaming box that could do that. Curiously, today, the same week as WWDC, uh, Amazon announced their uh, Fire TV box thing, um, I'm just calling mm-hmm. call it the box, uh, which, the, the, the Cube, uh, which was discovered last year in some leaked document things scraping websites and stuff um and then just didn't ship for a year and nobody really knows why but uh it's there now and it does things like uh completely hands-free control of your media so you can turn on your TV and even if it's not supported with HDMI CEC the entire surface of the cube is covered in IR blasters to uh do Whoa. that as well yeah so it's basically cool. it's basically an echo dot fused with a uh, Fire TV Stick, uh, the the latest generation. Uh, sorry, not the stick, the little dongly, hangly, the one um, fused together, along with uh, like universal remote functions. Um, and not a lot of things are supported, but you can do things like turn up and down the volume with your voice. You can uh, do something that I that I've been able to do with uh, separately with an Echo Dot and with a, a Fire TV, and that's you know you can say uh, Aguilera, play this. Um, on the tv and it will do it it'll literally turn on the tv and start playback of the thing if it can or it'll show you the search results if it's not sure exactly what you meant or if it's something you have to buy so that that's like another step in the right direction of like a completely hands free living room thing and it would be nice if apple had something like that because you can't say uh hey dingus um uh please uh, hey spears Play uh, this on the TV because it it does that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't understand any of that stuff.
1: It's a bummer. It is a bummer. But this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) This Fire TV Cube is pretty cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, Another drawbacks to it. I'm sure uh, it's not going to work in all scenarios. And uh, The Verge apparently said that there were some hiccups when they were testing it. Uh, in their official testing environment. So I don't I don't know what that necessarily translates to in the real world. And the main drawback is, of course, if you're not invested in Amazon and its line of things, then you don't care. Um, but uh, it's at $119 and is currently on sale for $90 for the next day for Prime customers only if they pre-order and will be available on the 21st uh meanwhile apple is still selling a $150 hd streaming box uh and they still sell uh their 4k starting at $180 and then going up to 200 for uh a 64 gigabyte upgrade because you're going to store so many games on it uh but that that was not taken care of or answered or dealt with and like i said with account fragmentation like there if you live in a household with multiple people there's still no no tools for that uh managing that managing subscriptions or signing in through anything. So, it's a bummer.
1: Yeah. Mhm. Agreed. <laughs> Lots of bummers.
0: Yeah. Uh and we should very quickly talk about the Mac. Was was there anything you were super excited by in the Mac su- thing?
1: Uh I think everybody, oh not everybody. I think well, yeah, I think people are whether they're actually excited about it or they just are interested in it uh, Dark mode is interesting on the Mac. Um, I think it's nice and I've played with it a little bit. It certainly is easier on the eyes, but some of the color choices are a little odd. Uh, I can't tell if that's just my lizard brain not liking change (laughs) or if it's truly something that's off-putting, but I'm happy that, you know, that attention was paid and that uh, if third-party developers are using best practices for making macOS apps it's not entirely difficult to switch over to uh dark mode it's sort of just adding <clears throat> excuse me it's sort of just adding new uh adding new um assets that work for for dark mode um so the thing that I'm excited about is uh, this, this thing called quick actions uh, that work in Finder. Um, so right now, when you sort of show off a file, when you show off a file, when you show off, uh, <laughs> when you open up a file in Finder, um, there are only so many things that you can do with it. There are only so many bits of metadata that are available, and those things are kind of tucked behind uh, now there are there's more metadata available but there's also more options for things to do. So it's a little bit like Siri shortcuts in that way. Um you can you know use different apps and features within those apps but do that all within Finder. So it's sort of like taking right now what you do on the Mac is you take a file and you Uh, open up an app that you want to use to make changes to the file, and then you make those changes there. And this sort of lets you act directly on the file with all the different apps that you have available. So it's more like... Uh, a a woodworker with a tool belt and they go to their piece of wood and they pull up a hammer and they do a thing and then they pull up uh, a wood burner and they do a thing and they pull up the varnish and they do a thing Uh, as opposed to sort of having a varnish um, a varnish station and a hammer (laughs) station and a wood burner station and then taking their piece of wood and going to each of those individually so I I like that the tool belt uh, exists now in the Finder, and the coolest part as a nerdy, nerdy nerd is that you can create your own quick actions for things using workflow, AppleScript, etc. So by golly, you better believe I'm going to be playing around with that um, so I can make some automator tasks as quick actions. Uh, other than that, Quick Look is getting a little bit more powerful. Um, so you don't have to like open up files completely to be able to make adjustments there. Uh, I, I, I think which, it's a
0: little weird that you're cramming so much stuff into Quick Look um, uh, with the scribbly stuff. Like just leave it in preview.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I mean, you still have to like, you, you don't just automatically do it. Like you got to click through to it. But I, I, again, I think that this is about sort of the idea of, making it quick and easy to make standard adjustments to things without having to open up new apps and, you know, go to these different views in order to do things. Like, why do we need to take these extra steps to get to things whenever we can do them um, far easier, Mm -hmm. just like from this one spot? Uh, And then the last thing to touch on, I think, would be uh, screenshots. It's so silly, but the fact that I can change locations for for where the screenshots save is really nice. And I don't know why that hasn't been a feature before, but it should have been. And so I am happy about that. You mean you don't um, want them to all just materialize on your desktop and now you can no. put them into a stack that says screenshots? Exactly. <sighs> and obviously, I this was like I, I I said that there were many things that I wanted Uh, for WWDC. But the thing that I wanted more than anything else, and so the thing that I said leading up to WWDC was just like, this is the only thing I want. I'm not gonna say anything else so that I get all of my, I don't know, karma going to it. Dear Santa, I don't want anything else this year. (laughs) Just give me the home app on macOS and uh, Siri control of HomeKit accessories on the Mac and what did Mike get this year? <laughs> he got the Home app on macOS and Siri control of HomeKit enabled accessories on the Mac. That's right, folks. I am pleased. Um the Home app uh, cuz this was the Apple basically took four apps that it knew would translate easily from iOS to macOS um, to show off Marzipan, its technology for bringing iOS apps to the Mac. And luckily, it felt that Home was one of those apps that was easily uh, brought over. And so now it's far simpler for me to uh, rename accessories, uh, organize accessories, change where they go into different rooms, add new accessories, make new scenes, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All that stuff is fine on iOS, but I love having a keyboard and a trackpad or mouse to be able to make those adjustments. Cause I'm always moving, uh, accessories around to different rooms. And so sometimes it takes me a while to update them. Um, fully because it takes a little bit longer to do it on uh on a fully tappable display so i'm really Mm -hmm. happy about that and then like siri should have just already had control of the stuff like siri needs to be the same everywhere that's how people get used to it and want to use it more often is if it is if i don't have to think about oh well i'm on this platform so i can't say this that's foolish that is not how human minds want to work, and it just, it, it's bad. And so I'm <laughs> I'm glad that it's getting less bad, because that's how it should have been in the first place.
0: One thing I'm interested in is whether or not um, you still need to have a uh, uh, an Apple TV or an iPhone in the home in order to trigger this stuff, uh, or if you can actually finally use your Mac that might be in your home to to do this now um i know that they brought over those home functions in the home app but i don't know if they brought over the underlying structure in order to make uh your macintosh be able to replace an apple tv or or ipad in that context
1: you know what i'm talking about um no let's could you sorry
0: uh you know uh how you can use an apple tv or an ipad um as like a little home cut hub thing so that oh, right you, right, right, right. you yeah. can control the things in your house when you're not home mm-hmm. and if you don't have as one well of those as, a HomePod.
1: as well as a home pod as well as a home pod
0: as <laughs> well as a home pod lest we forget it's many functions um but the you you don't necessarily have that uh functionality with the mac the mac it all, all the ah, all the devices are right. opaque but you know, there are a lot of people who have uh, a Mac that might be on inside of their apartment a lot. Yes. Um, and yes. it would be nice to be able to use it for those things. And I didn't see anything announced, but I would I would hope that we're transitioning to the point where the Mac can be like, yes, you can turn on a lamp when you're not here. Um
1: uh, yeah, that is a really good point. I don't know why the Mac is not a home hub. That makes that makes perfect sense. Um I'm trying to think. The only reason that I could see that being a thing is if the Bluetooth in the the Bluetooth radio in the Mac is not as good as the Bluetooth radio that you get in the i or, in the, or rather in the iPad and the HomePod and your iPad. Um, that would be the one thing that could hold it back. Uh, and I I I don't know. I don't know how powerful the Bluetooth mm. radio is in the Mac. But um, if you see if, anything on your deep dive. Um... Yeah, I will. Surface uh, will have to follow up. Yeah, (laughs) I'll have to follow up because yeah, of all of the devices, you know, if we don't include the HomePod in there, because it's less likely that someone's going to have a HomePod than they would have uh, an Apple TV or an iPad, uh, the Mac would would be the most likely sort of sort of steadfast, I guess, and static device that exists. That would be really good to have it be a, uh, home hub. Mm-hmm. I agree. Uh,
0: now, uh, I would say that the thing that I was most excited by was the, uh, stuff coming back to the app store. Um, not necessarily because I'm a super huge fan of BB edit cause I've never used it before in my life, but, uh, because I'm hopeful that it means that, uh, there will actually be a reason to open, The Mac App Store, uh, other than system software updates, which have now moved out of the the thing, anyways. Uh, But I I would like to see more stuff on the Mac. I am a little skeptical about how they've whatever they're doing to 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 do that. Apparently, it seems to be all about uh, offering the app for free and then having an in-app purchase that unlocks its ability to actually do stuff, Uh, and that's how you can get free trials of stuff now. Um, which is one of the reasons why people can get back into it. Uh, and I and they touted uh, that uh, Microsoft Office will be coming uh, to the Mac uh, through the Mac App Store, which is a first um, and long overdue because it's probably one of the apps that most people use. Uh, but they still don't have uh, most of the other creative apps that i i use inside of the app store and they're not going to uh they touted adobe being uh in the store but it's a little misleading because they're only bringing lightroom cc over yeah and that's the version of lightroom that is the new version of lightroom which has is completely rewritten and deprecates uh and is missing a lot of functions Um, it's the simplified version that is similar to the experience you have on the iPad or in the, the, there's like a web context. Uh, so it exists in the store and you can get that version, but you can't get like Lightroom CC, uh, classic, which is the, the older version they're still maintaining and you can't, uh, get Photoshop or any of the other stuff. Um. So that's all still something that requires Adobe's Creative Cloud and Adobe's Creative Cloud updater and Adobe's Creative Cloud background process and Adobe's Creative Cloud, blah, blah, blah. So much
1: junk. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. I, yeah, that, that, I don't like that sort of, again, that, that misleading stuff because so many of us already, like, what, It doesn't help because we quickly can sort of suss out, like, we know that you're – we know what you're doing. And I could very quickly say, okay, yeah, you said this, but really this is what this means. And so it's just annoying. It's like I understand it's for sort of the soundbitey kind of thing and maybe the people who don't know necessarily, but it just seems a little – uh gross in a way yeah Uh, i don't know because like then when someone's like oh i heard that adobe is it's like no now let me explain to you and disappoint you (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: no it's and it's also uh it's not even the first adobe app that's inside the mac app store um they they currently offer something else they could have just put adobe's name up there uh because they have adobe photoshop Elements. (laughs) lol um, which, if you look at the screenshot, is like literally using like Windows oh XP widgets. Oh my god! And it's a hundred
1: dollars. <laughs> it's a hundred dollars. It
0: is such garbage. Oh, I love it. And it, it. It looks. It is not Mac app like in any way at all. The
1: last update was on my birthday last year. Yeah, and they basically just
0: incremented. This because um, this is version 1.2, but they changed the name to Photoshop Elements 2018. Uh, it, it corrects a number of issues with Elements Organizer and stability and performance. It is suggested My that all God. users upgrade. It, it's it is so ridiculous, but it's fun if you search for Photoshop or Adobe inside the Mac App Store because you get lots of ripoff apps, um, which <laughs> is something that is super great uh, that the Mac Store the App Store can only provide.
1: <sighs> interestingly that did not open in the mac app store when i clicked the link it opened on it opened in safari oh
0: uh, well that's probably for the best because you'd probably still be waiting for the mac app store to load uh <laughs> or it wouldn't have redirected you to the pro- proper link
1: but oh got him <laughs> yeah but uh re- they
0: rewrote they rewrote it for the new version of uh macOS Mojave uh so we will we will experience the joys of that at a later date
1: there you go mm-hmm
0: anything else or just uh wrap this this puppy up I
1: think we can wrap this uh atmos up we have <laughs> we have reached the end. there's nothing else that i that bears mentioning at the moment um oh, oh well no let me this uh, this was something that I didn't mention earlier, and it was a feature that I was shouting about, and I think it's very cool, and maybe you won't think it's very cool, but I did um. In the because I covered the State of the Union, uh, which is essentially the keynote but for the nerds, and so it goes into more depth on everything and talks about some of the lower level stuff. Uh, and it's a lot of fun to to check that out. So, um, one of the things that they talked about was with ARKit 2, they've improved what's called environmental texturing, which I'm sure you and other people who listen to this who deal with visuals and graphics and whatnot would know what that is. But for anyone who doesn't know, sort of think about it as um, it, it, like the the example that they showed was laying a metallic globe on a table. And the wood on the table was reflected in the metal on the globe. And, uh you know, if you sat something blue next to the globe, then that would sort of like reflect on the surface of the, the globe as well. And it helps make the object looks like, look like it belongs in the environment. It adds texture from the environment. Um, what is nifty is this is already a thing that it did. Uh, anything that's in the camera's frame as you're holding up, you know, your iPhone or iPad or whatever and playing around with AR kit, anything that's in the camera's frame is going to show uh, a reflection and, and offer that environmental texturing. But Apple took things one step further by using uh, a, a machine learning model. They fed this model a bunch of sort of standard environments or average environments. And so places where they perhaps expected that these AR kits Things would be shown, so you know you can think like office desks and uh, kitchen tables and dining rooms and things like that. Um, fed them a bunch of these things, and then with that model, the AR kit environmental texturing will guess what's outside of the frame. And the way that they described it was, it will hallucinate uh, the the environment that isn't in the frame of what the camera can see, and so the globe was actually showing like a light source from above reflecting in not, not just sort of, you know, an overall glow from a light source above, but actually showing like an orb of where a light would be on the ceiling above and some other things that existed, you know, to the left and the right outside of the scene. And I thought that was pretty neat because it helps sort of further the, the uh, illusion that this thing exists in uh, actual space despite the fact that it is just an augmented view. I, so I, I, I love that machine learning stuff.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. I remember seeing you mention that. Uh, it, it's uh, That's something that I feel like I would like to see as an actual tool that uh, we could use in uh, other applications like uh, Motion Pictures. Because... Uh, basically you have a reflection map where it's like hey i'm reflecting the environment and uh or you have actual like things that that are being reflected uh and uh people just have to approximate or paint what they think might be there if they don't actually have like a, a, a dome for something if they haven't shot like a spherical capture of the environment um but uh, it would be nice to just be able to be like, hey, so I'm on set on this TV show, and they don't have a lot of time, so I can't set up anything to do any like really good capture stuff, so I'm just going to use my iPhone real quick, and then ta-da! Now we have all the reflected sources that should be there, and I'm going to output that, and you guys can use it later.
1: That would be nice. That would be really cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: And um, uh, unfortunately, you still have to paint out all the crew that it would hallucinate into existence, because it would... Uh, <laughs> see where they reflected off of the cars and whatever that were there
1: <laughs> and like the gps location of oh this is definitely a movie set <laughs> there's crew here and here that's funny no fortunately uh, you don't have
0: to paint out gps coordinates but uh <laughs> that, that 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 that's a wrap that'll do it folks that's all folks
1: yeah that's <laughs> all folks